Welcome to Smart Casual, Images Fashion Podcast in collaboration with Kildare Village, dealing with personal style in a way that speaks to you. Hosted by me, Fashion Director Marie Kelly. And me, Aideen O'Connell, Image.ie staff writer. And me, Sarah Rickard, Fashion Stylist and Creative Consultant. In our 20s, 30s and 40s, we're three women across three decades with three unique perspectives on how fashion shapes the world. Fashion and personal style are about a lot more than the clothes we choose to put on every morning. They're about the world we live in and who we choose to be. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to fashion, and we certainly love a chat. Welcome to Smart Casual. This week, we're wishing the mixed Irish weather away and taking a warmer look at high summer holiday style. For most of us, our style switches up when we head to different climates with new accessories, materials and styles to play with. Our guest this week is makeup artist to the stars, Kate Sinnott, who, from her base in LA, has painted the faces of stars such as Kate Moss, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, Cara Delevingne, Ashley Graham and many more. We'll be talking to her over the phone later in the show. But until then, Aideen, what are your fashion highs? So my fashion high this week was the coverage that um, Image.e gave the now infamous polka dot dress from Zara, which you've definitely all seen. Um, Image beauty editor Holly O'Neill wrote a brilliant piece in defence of the dress because I think there had been a bit of backlash maybe snobbery towards it there was that Instagram <laughs> that Instagram page that was dedicated to it and stuff so in our usual very clever manner on site um, the girls in the office who owned the dress which was there was a lot um, they came in and they all showed off how they styled it differently for a piece um, although actually only three were well, available on the day, on the day yeah. because there are <laughs> there are many the more there are many more um, but what I just thought was fab that they all did actually style it differently and I just think to me anyway the dress looked completely different on each one Mm. and I think sometimes that like fashion can have this bit of a habit to kind of look down on something like that but I think there's actually something kind of powerful in the fact that so many women are wearing it it's like being part of a club and like the more you see written about it and the more you see people talk about it and then I see someone down the street wearing it I'm kind of like go on go on girl it's totally bizarre though isn't it it's just this particular dress why that dress why I I know I mean I really it's really I find mad. It utterly bizarre. Yeah, I never tried it on or anything, so I don't know who it would have looked like on me. But I don't think it would have suited I, me. I think you would have bought it, just like Do every other so? person seems. I, to. I don't know. Like I well, probably built it, obviously. But I, yeah, I, it's weird. Because there's dresses would look like, like that. I was going to crash. Yeah, if I put that dress it's, on. Yeah, I'd look like a monk or something. I don't know. It's just bizarre of all the dresses in all the shops that yeah. that one has taken such cultural hold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But a fair play to the girls. Honestly, yeah. that was genius. It, it was, was so, so good. And there's, good a re- yeah. Yeah. there's a really good picture on our Instagram page as well of the three girls. So I would definitely say check it out. Yeah. yeah. So what about you, Marie? A very special fashion high this week um, because our former co-host, Nevo Donahue, has started working for Vogue amazing. today. Woohoo! So, I mean, it's amazing. It's just amazing. She's amazing. She's just fashion through and through. And um, yeah, today, this morning, is her, her first day with, with Vogue. And her position, I think, I probably need to just check this with her. I think her position, position is social media editor. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was interviewed by Irish woman Anne-Marie Tomchuk and then met Edward Enninful before she was offered the position. And um, it's just very, very exciting because yeah. obviously we have a great relationship with her here. And I mean, she's a former employee of Image. So 
you know, we kind of love her for that as well. But um, just wish her all the best today. I can't even imagine what she's doing right now. But um, and I'd love to know what she's wearing. <laughs> I'm sure it's I'm up sure, on Instagram. Yeah. I'm sure it's yeah. on Instagram. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of my fashion high this week. A special one. A really good one. Yeah, mine would be um, our trip over to London last weekend to shoot the September cover story and editorial for the September issue of Image, um, which was really exciting. Legit logistical nightmare but uh, well worth it in the end and we did an amazing shoot and we had a gorgeous girl and actually our team speaking of kind of Irish abroad um, with Neve and with my interview coming up with Kate Sinnott over in LA uh, we had hair and makeup where Nikki Bugs uh, I won't try and pronounce her surname uh, who's an Irish makeup artist based in uh, London and um, Matthew Feeney who is an Irish hairstylist based in London as well and to say their careers have taken off since they made the move is an understatement. They are fantastic at what they do and um, and as you'll hear in my interview with Kate later, she discusses, you know, I ask her for kind of what her advice would be to uh, people starting out and, and people who are trying to kind of make it in the industry and she recommends moving abroad and um, the people that we've been working with recently have certainly shown that that is the case and they're really nailing it. So that's great. So on to today's topic, we are discussing holiday style. Um, We want to talk about how maybe you take on an alter ego when you go abroad, um, how your style changes, are you more or less adventurous and do you thrive in the hot weather or shy away? So Aideen, what are your feelings? Um, My feelings on this, uh, yeah, when I go on city breaks, I 100% have an alter ego and she likes to pop out. Um, (laughs) Does she have a name? (laughs) I don't know if she has a name, I just... Oh, I can't really get a grip on her. She's just a bit more out there than I usually am. But uh, I remember I was like 19, I went to London and uh, I wore, I remember this one outfit. I had a fedora, a huge fur coat, like huge um, platform loafers and spiky jewellery because that was like in at the time. Yeah. Like I think I thought I was Cara Delevingne or something walking around London and I really did feel like amazing going around. I was like, oh my God, I just, I'm made for this city. And then the moment I got back to Galway, I like went straight back into my park and bands <laughs> for college. So like, but um, the difference though, I think it means that I don't have a lot of um, experience with let's say hot holiday mm-hmm. summer dressing um, because... I haven't actually gone on many, but there was one to America, but I don't really want to talk about that in a tutorial sense because I got really badly sunburned and I had to go without a bra for most of the holiday. So I had to be very careful with what I wore. But um, I am going away, I think, to Italy in October, so I'm already mentally thinking about what I'm going to wear. So I'm definitely... I'm a bit glam like I just mm-hmm. feel if you're in Italy I think it's the Amalfi Coast oh absolutely yeah, so I'm just going to be I am yeah. going to turn into Italian women are so glamorous oh my god yeah, yeah. so absolutely. I'm just loads of dresses big hats big earrings mm. just so everything just a bit extra yeah. no confidence issues then whatsoever <laughs> no, no. <it> <laughs> I just think it's maybe maybe it is that thing about being in a different country yeah. where nobody knows you Absolutely. so like you can't anonymous. get judged you're completely anonymous and like even when you go to places like London and New York and my mom always says it as well when she's there you just have this like this overwhelming feeling to just wear whatever because everyone does like no one mm. takes any I know notice. I'd bump into like my maths teacher from school or something and be like who do you think you are <laughs> that's always in the back of my head 
the notions yeah. the notions are popping out that actually is that's my alter ego the notions just seem to pop out in me. right that's what it is yeah so. I think everyone's the same though I mean I think hmm. it is that feeling of being anonymous um, and, and just having no judgement you yeah. know that means you can just go clean mad. slate but when I think of like the idea of a, of a sort of a holiday alter ego I always think back to do you remember um, the judges houses on X Factor mm-hmm. and Danny Minogue would be mm-hmm. like draped in some sort of um, you know the most flamboyant sequined, embellished sequined yeah. um, kaftan you've ever seen like a, it used to make me laugh because you know on the show she'd be in the, like the little fitted type dresses and the mini dresses and would all be very like kind of yeah. tailored and sort of like directional and and then you know you'd go to Spain or wherever the judge's house was and literally like draped on a you know what are those cases Sha- called chaise, chaise long, long yeah. draped mm-hmm. on a chaise long in, in like an Elizabeth Taylor style caftan yeah. you know and that's kind of that's kind of how I always think of like the sort of holiday alter ego but um, so is that what we can expect but, you to Maria <laughs> <laughs> I have an image of you being brought out by two men in one of those carried <laughs> yeah, yeah, carried carried yeah no <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, I'm not a fan of sun holidays, so because I, I can't take the sun. But when I have gone on them, I oh, I have to do the fake tan because yeah, you, you just I'm so pale, you just can't you know you can't survive. Mm-hmm. So I do the fake tan, and then I do kind of turn into another person when when I have fake tan on because mm-hmm. it just opens up so many opportunities. Yeah. So like the sort of the little strappy tops would come out, and and like you, I go a bit bigger. With yeah. everything, like so, the jewelry would would be a bit more flamboyant, and I would, funnily enough, you know, I, I go for a lot of fluid silhouettes, but I would belt things more mm. when I'm away. Funnily enough, mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. I think, I think because you know you're not kind of static all day. You know, I just have to be comfortable yes. sitting, yeah. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, or I'm running around at meetings, whatever. So you just have to be hundred percent comfortable. But you know, when you're you probably change three. I'm you know I'm kind of that person. I might change three times a day when I'm on holiday because mm-hmm. like you just get so hot and mm-hmm. whatever, and you're playing around with different outfits. So you know, I would belt things a lot more and and just kind of try different kind of versions of myself I guess I think accessories come into play a lot they more do because you have less lot, to they? work with so mm. you have to like, well, that, well that's it if you don't yeah. want to go like completely like you know mental like when, you're, mm. when you're packing and I don't I'm, I'm quite minimal when I pack mm-hmm. like but um, but yeah it's kind of the scarves and I would wear hair bands more when I'm away kind of thing and, and lots of jewellery and yeah. stuff but I do love I'm a city break kind of person because yeah. mm. then it's just um, a kind of a you just up the ante on your own style exactly a little you bit, wear your best which is, which is really nice and I love that mm. you know but the, the sort of the day wear and the kind of evening wear that you just like um, amp it up a little mm. bit like and I really really love the city breaks yeah well I'm a lifelong over Overpacker for holidays. Amazing. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, if, yeah, but in general, but in particular for sun holidays, uh, countless times I'm scrambling hours before my flight, throwing in another just in case dress I've never worn in real life, but presume I'll take on the looks and confidence of Giselle once <laughs> I get off the plane. Um, I've also been known to pack for a tan, which I only seem to develop naturally in the last 24 hours of the trip. So that's a lot of outfit changes yes. in the last 24 hours. And yes. um, I've experienced holidays days that I've had to wear my travel outfit for the entire week because the weather's been so oh bad. So, You've yeah. been on a lot of holidays. I've been on a lot of holidays, mm, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you have to, with my travel outfits, I always make them as versatile as possible. But I suppose I've learned a thing or two every time I travel, mainly by observing girls that seem to get it right. <laughs> they must have been going on um, more holidays. Even more holidays. Even yeah. more holidays. Yeah, so things like, you know, having your, your capsule holiday wardrobe. I know we harp on about the capsule wardrobe a lot, but like an oversized white shirt is just 
yeah. the ultimate for me because it works pool and beach. Like you're saying, you're more city break people. This is kind of more yeah. sun holiday for me or like an ele- elegant black caftan is another winner. Uh, they work well just as well on a fake tan body on day one as they mm. do on a crispy round the edges yeah, body the edges by day five. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't have to be expensive, just good quality. I think Marks and Spencer's are great for those mm, They're great basics. for holiday wear yeah. anyway. Yeah. And yeah, I've I've often felt like just because there's a box of summer clothes sitting there, like it, it doesn't mean that you need to bring them on a round trip to the Costa del Sol every <laughs> summer. And I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> They don't need anything. No, just show them the sights, you know. Um, so I suppose, again, from like since becoming a mum that I kind of have to be a bit more mindful about what I bring. I can't just shove in, you know, 20 slash 40 different dresses or yeah. tops or shorts, you know. Um, Jewellery absolutely mm-hmm. is key. Uh, earrings mainly is something I swear by at home and abroad to elevate a look. Um one pair of heels I've whittled it down and they have to be a neutral pair of sh- strappy sandals I know that sounds I, I can't believe you bring one pair of heels on holiday with it's you it's true I, a, I, a, a midi block heel that you can kind of navigate the cobbles because yeah. I've often been that yes. idiot in the stiletto, in the stiletto so leave yeah. them at home um, look if there's room I'll throw in another <laughs> pair but I'm just saying my best self wants to just bring the one pair okay um, I try to keep to black colours as much as possible. Ah, interesting yeah. for you because yeah. you're a very printy yeah, person. Print, yes, yeah. um, but definitely like I have a pair of uh, khaki lightweight trousers that I swear by for holidays and then I can mix it up with, you know, they, it yeah. goes with every colour. It goes with, yeah, if there is a bit yeah, of print, it sneaks in there. a brilliant summer colour. It is a great sum, summer colour. Um, a blazer instead of a cardigan is mm. one thing just mm. to kind of elevate your nighttime look because... Mm. You know, cardigans can look. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think I probably wouldn't bring a black blazer with me, but I no, would bring. No, I mean a neutral, yeah, neutral tone. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. I have a kind of linen. Yeah, linen mix one. The one you bought from beige. Zara exactly. is, is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's perfect. And then obviously hats for UV protection. Now I have spent years bringing the the battered straw hat away, having it in, you know, my carry on. But this summer, because I haven't gone on my holiday yet, I'll be bringing a, a bucket hat and I'll be packing it, mainly oh. because I bought a beautiful straw hat with frayed um, edges and when I was moving out of my house I asked my dad to do a run to the charity shop because he's only he loves he loves helping out yeah. as you know Marie he's wonderful and uh, somehow my new Under the Stories frayed straw hat got in the mix and he actually put it on a woman's hat oh, in the no. shop and said there you go put you it on a woman's head put it on a woman's head oh, so there you go, love. You can have that yourself. He said he noticed the tags, but it was too late. He'd already put it on her head, so he just oh sunk away in shame. I kill him. I'd be so I thick. Know, I'm oh my gosh. Well, I don't know now. I think your dad is so good. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know. I'm, not, I'm not sure we'd kill him. Yeah, really. I know. He's, he's very I was, good. I was pretty sad about that. It's but shame. having said that, I don't. It probably wouldn't have made it all the yeah. way. You know, with all my luggage you and an kids and to go out to and buy, buy another, another one. But a bucket hat. Bucket hat. I'm doing really. Yeah. It's not that unflattering. Do you think they're very... I, like I actually was thinking about one for the festival mm. I'm going to. I'm thinking of a bucket hat. Mm. I don't know how it will work on me, but... I think a bucket hat at a festival is a different thing. <laughs> she's already feeling very uncertain yeah. about this impending festival she's going to and how to dress okay. for it. Okay, <laughs> fine. You can have your bucket hat. Just okay. make sure that I don't see photos of you in a cowboy hat. Oh no! Yeah, no, no more cowboy hats. Guys. No more, no more. <laughs> but um, I think that is the nice thing about holiday style is that hats 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think it pretty much every, yeah, everyone feels pretty so. comfortable wearing yeah, hats yeah. when they're on holiday, and I do like that. I do yeah. find that I think it's quite good it fun. Just and adds stuff. a little something extra. Totally. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's funny the way you come home and you're like, right, that's yeah. that. That's, that's in my back to my woolly hats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like footwear and stuff. What you were saying about the one pair of heels, I'd be very much like that. Now I'd be like, one pair of heels will will do me well for the whole holiday and then just a really good pair of sandals and maybe runners because if there's anything on holidays even if it's city break sun holiday you need comfortable shoes mm. because I have been there where you're wearing shoes that cut your feet asunder oh my god and it's the worst feeling ever and then like you can't really save them for the yeah, no. no, for me like flaps. for me a city break is all about walking mm-hmm. like I want yeah, to walk totally. the length and breadth I, I, you know so absolutely but I would never bring I would never bring trainers um, away on holiday with me really yeah, I, would. I would just kind of find that find even it suffocating even cold though oh well yeah obviously yeah. Yeah. but you know in summer okay, if I'm going yeah, to yeah. a city in the summer yeah. like it's yeah. you know like Milan or whatever like yeah, I would never bring trainers but um, but I have some really really fabulous um, super comfy flat shoes that I actually got on Clark's but I love mm. them and they're gorgeous and they're fabulous and like they are like I would wear them all day every day and you know my feet would never be sore so they are like amazing um, but I can never just bring the one pair of heels I don't have one pair of heels that will work with everything okay mm. and I, for some reason yeah I, there's always two they'll always be like kind of maybe like a white pair mm. and like there'll be something metallic-y in there as well probably mm. That's yeah I have a metallic pair mm. and it's but they're like a red which you wouldn't think now would go with everything but I think I like that element where you could kind of clash with something yeah. punctuates yeah mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah. that's nice as well because yeah. you, you know the way it's part of the whole just kind of mixing things up a little bit on the holiday and getting a bit more daring and you know that's the thing because you could easily kind of turn out a bit more bland I think if you're trying to be like oh, I need a sh- pair of shoes that go with absolutely everything it's yeah, nice to kind no, of change ab- up a bit. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and, it, yeah, yeah. and that's because you don't you don't like a wedge espadrille. I don't like a wedge. I'm saying it here. <laughs> I'm, yeah, Sarah's outing me now. I don't like a wedge espadrille ever with anything. Oh, Sorry, I love them. is that controversial? <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely fine. But it, it means that you need to work harder for your shoes if you don't go for an espadrille because that's like a, a safe bet oh to bring on holidays. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather work that little bit. Yeah, better. exactly, exactly. And my sandals aren't espadrilles, by the way. Um, but for a city break, if I'm doing a warm city break, I do like to kind of channel my inner, and, and she's in there somewhere, um, Gwyneth Paltrow in Talented mm. Mr. Ripley. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, right, so interesting. So A-line nice. cotton, A-line skirts, short sleeve blouses, you know, little short tops, okay. kind of, yeah. not quite see, peasanty, but a little you. puff shoulder. Yes. Um, it's, it's quite, like, neat. Neat, maybe a little Not bit prim. prim. Yeah, prim's kind You're of the wrong word. It's sexy prim. Sexy prim, exactly. Sexy prim. Yeah, <laughs> there might be a little bit of, well, back in the day, a little bit of belly on show. Yeah, yeah. There'd, be, there'd be flesh yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and then for kind of a, if it's less warm city break, I'd um, elevate. I'd bring my my favorite piece from my wardrobe, like my Fabienne Chapeau uh, blouse. Gorgeous. The, it's bright pink and it has kind of embellished stars on it and that's wear it with jeans and trainers for around the day or yeah. Birkenstocks for yeah. like slipping around, around yeah. if I'm going on a city break the orange dress comes out yes the sort of orange dress that I wore to the boutique awards Sunny. last year oh, it's, it's, it's quite it's amazing it actually doesn't really crease amazing. it's fantastic so yeah that always kind of comes out for if I'm you know I'm going out out and what about swimwear then free, free I, do you think 
I will always bring, I, I actually feel better in bikinis. I think they mm. suit me better. So I will always have a bikini and then I'll usually bring just like a black swimsuit as well or, a, you know, sort of a, a fairly plain kind of swimsuit as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then I, 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 I guess I have, um, I have one that's kind of a mis, you know, mix, mm. mixed up kind mm. of like it's um, black bottoms and like a metallic top just just dead plain but it's it's quite nice and then kind of mix around a little bit like but um i keep it i keep the swimwear fairly simple, simple. like kind of more graphic i guess yeah like the way my style is i wouldn't be doing any sort of um uh, uh florals or prints or any frills or anything like that mm. i like my, my swimwear to be just minimal yeah. and, and graphic yeah. yeah this is the part that scares me now is the mm. swimwear and i need to this is Have the search kind of i perfect. haven't found because i am a 32g in chest size, so I find it very difficult, and like this is the challenge. Yeah. Is there okay. anywhere High Street that that you've bought before? I actually haven't worn a swimsuit or a bikini since I was fifteen. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I've avoided it as all costs. Oh. It was just that one thing. Whereas now I'm kind of like I've as much a right as anybody else to wear. Of course. Look but I think it was just oh yeah because at this age now I'm kind of gone to the point where I'm comfortable and I just don't care. You look but amazing. But like it's it's just finding. Yeah. A, Something that's supportive. Yeah. That's it for me now. It's just to find a good brand God, that we will, need recommendations. We need yeah. them. Send them in, yeah. please. Absolutely. Well, I was. I'm the opposite. I've no chest, so bikinis were always mm-hmm. a go-to for me. And actually, I did go for a, like Sea Folly would have been my favorite yeah, brand. That's the a good brand. brand. And I always went for something with like black with a frill, just to give to give yourself more. a bit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, uh, but then, obviously, since having the kids, I've got, like, the added mum-tum to go with the no-chest. So I've been kind of going down the, the one-piece route mm-hmm. a bit more. But, yeah, like, I just, I think it's so important to not put any, excuse me, impression, weight on these things, especially with the boys, because I don't want them to think yeah. that I'm, hi- you know, mm-hmm. like, that I'm hiding myself, that I'm not going to go swimming with them or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I know people, and especially people with daughters, who are so self-conscious, and I just think it's... It is sad. It is sad. It's negative it is. then, you know, for that. And nobody wants to go on a holiday and feel and, yeah, bad about themselves. Exactly. I think, you know, I think, you, you know, if you're going to go on a, a beach holiday or a, you know, sun holiday, whatever, I think... You know that's that's part of it is is just being able to to Be wear a swimsuit and, and yeah. whatever suits you best, whatever type you like. But it is part of it, like being able to get it. like I wouldn't, I you know I couldn't I wouldn't go if I felt like I I had to cover myself up the whole time. Like yeah. and and if that meant that I just need to eat a bit better or whatever in advance, then you know or you know run a few times, whatever I would. But I mm, I think it's important to just you know just feel the best that you can not be to feel and, restricted and, and, yeah. yeah and just get out there and have a good time exactly because there's you know all sizes and shapes when you go away on the beach there's all sizes and shapes and it's brilliant and I seem to kind of only be able to focus on the hot 19 year old oh, yeah. bodies well there's always one of those yeah, yeah. with a perfect skin tone yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. no they're there but you know I just think I'm, I'm just I'm glad I'm 44 yeah. and I'm like yeah. yeah no I'm getting to You're that fabulous, stage slowly I'm like this is I'm my okay. alter ego now for the holiday in Italy it's just like I just don't care good for you yeah. yeah you should try marks because I, I find them great yeah Definitely, I'll be. You know, they're good for kind of all shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. I would have thought um, ASOS maybe would have ASOS do good ones. I think it's just the thought of sitting down now and ordering a few and then trying them on. Yeah, Yeah. it's just yeah. I get there there yet. I get there. Yeah, yeah. Got to get into the frame of mind. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. What fun! What fun, guys! Mm. So I suppose we'll wrap it up. 
Thanks very much, girls. Really enjoyed that. If you're searching for a new wardrobe for your holiday break, look no further than the host of new arrivals at Kildare Village. With Sandro and Cochinelle fresh to the village and Parisian favourite Maj opening this weekend, there's never been more reason to visit. It is an absolute delight to welcome this week's guest to Smart Casual. Dublin-born celebrity makeup artist Kate Sinnott is now famous in her own right for painting every Hollywood star's face, from Poppy and Cara Delevingne to Nicole Kidman. She's now based in LA and represented by the iconic Wall Group. It's a far cry from your two-bed and island bridge, isn't it, Kate? That was a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Me and my husband always talk about Island Bridge. Those are the days. We were like, I miss Island Bridge. The oh, apartment was amazing. I'd say being in LA, you're missing Island Bridge. It was a really nice apartment, though. You're right. <laughs> it was. Everyone was like, why did you move? Because I run from Malahide. So everyone's like, everyone stays in Malahide. They get married to someone in Malahide. Yeah, yeah. I did as well. But like, no one really leaves Malahide. So me, we wanted to live in town and we found Island Bridge and we thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> Like, it's across from Phoenix Park. You were cool. You were pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I thought we were really cool. You were, absolutely. You were always, like, (laughs) above, above. Um, And actually, my kind of claim to fame is that, can I kind of claim that you started out on editorials with me? Was was it the first editorial that you did? Yeah. Yeah. So, when was that? Yeah, I think, well, God, I... God, now it's difficult to remember which one was the first one, but I should look back on all of this and try and remember. I wish Instagram was more. I know, like popular. We did more Instagramming then because, yeah. like, it, it's so great that you can just look back and literally, like, it's just a book of everything that you've done, a diary. Like, so it's true. That's the only way I remember um, anything because even like my behind the yeah. scenes stuff that I would have taken, like, I didn't take that many. But like going back to two thousand and four, you know, I've got behind the scenes photos that just didn't go on social media and it's like I just have them you know know. it's weird even like one of my friends said to me recently she's so funny she's uh works for Charlotte Tilbury in London and she was like oh I've been scrolling to your Instagram and Heather you're a bit more popular should we start reposting some of your other images and like sent me like a couple of images that have like four likes and three likes I'm like okay thanks <laughs> but, uh, one of the shoots that one of the shoots that we did that really stands out for me was the glass box one. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, yes. In a field in that was, Donna Bay. I know it wasn't our first, but it was like yeah, we were on. Well, we moved location all around. Yeah, um, the city. Yeah, that that was amazing. That was such a big production. And we just, I don't know how we did it, because I think if I tried to do something like that now, I wouldn't be able to. But it was kind of a naivety on everyone's part. We were all so young and enthusiastic and, you know... We, just we had managed. so much energy. Yeah. We were like, we can do this. Yeah. It was, but it was honestly the most amazing shoot. And you learn so much from those shoots as well of what it actually takes. And also it was raining in Ireland but constantly. Yes. So like we were doing this in the rain. Yeah. But um, she was I in a glass box. The that we, yeah. Yeah. And then we good. also did a really great shoot. Um, the one where we had the Rosie Hunter and Whiteley dress. And I remember being like, oh my God, Rosie wore this dress. I'm like, I can't believe I'm touching something that Rosie has worn. Oh my God. And look at you now. You're touching her face every week. And now I get to touch her face. I know. And she's the nicest human, literally, on the planet. She's amazing. I feel like you get on really well with the actresses and models that you work with, and especially the British ones. And I wonder if that's your sense of humour coming through or your kind of Irish personality do you think that stands to you because I, I, they can have their yeah. pick obviously I yeah. think it's 
I think it's a massive part of the job. I think obviously you can have, you can be an amazing makeup artist. But I think because you're in someone's personal space, it is a, it's like mm. it's 50-50. It's a lot to do with personality. You know, you have to obviously be able to be good at your job and make them happy and make them look beautiful. And in fairness, it's not exactly the hardest job because they're flawless. Exactly. So like you are just colouring in basically. Yeah. It's just really easy. So as long as you can kind of get on with them, um, and understand what they want and like and be able to give that. It's about what they want as mm. well. Like I think as a makeup artist, there's a lot of makeup artists who, you know, they have their certain stamp or their look that they put on people. And what I try and do is like, I don't want someone to be like, oh, that's Kate Sinnott's makeup. I yeah. want them to just like my clients to be happy. Yeah. They don't necessarily have one style. It's like, I want to be able to adapt to that person. If someone wants zero makeup on their skin or someone wants full coverage or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I'll, yeah. And the personality thing, I like, I think you draw, like whether they're, I obviously get on, I have a lot of British clients like mm. Karen Sienna Miller and Poppy and they're amazing and we have the exact same kind of sense of humour Yeah. Um, but even with like say Ashley Graham who's American I feel like we have the same kind of sense of humour as well yeah they're just real people yeah, they're, yeah they've kind of got the like boldness really, just yeah totally have like the boldness and a bit of fun and mm. obviously like I know when to be serious mm. I do have a little bit of that in me but obviously <laughs> I am a bit of a messer <laughs> um I think as well, you just if you have that energy, like I've also worked with people who I don't have the same energy with and I just don't get asked back and it's fine because it just isn't isn't uh, that crazy. the right fit. Like that's ha- yeah, because it's so well. true. Like they could have anyone and like they are absolutely flawless. So the fact that they're getting you back time and time again is is such a testament to your work but also to you as a person like you know you as you said you're literally in their face and you know there needs to be that rapport so I think that's like what what higher compliment can you get than you know to be getting Nicole Kidman getting you back time and time again or Sienna Miller you know it's it's absolutely I just feel like I just feel so lucky because Mm. I've also I have been really lucky and even to work with like Charlotte and get all that experience and everything that you do kind of leads to the next job basically Um, so I just feel like I've been really lucky to get it. I never really think like, oh God, it's a real testament to me. I'm like, how did I get so lucky? So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> stay as humble as possible. Be as nice as you possibly can. Like I don't take any of it for granted or think that like, like even now, let's say when I came back, like July is going to be really quiet. I'm like, oh my God, I'll never work again. Mm. Like I still have. You still have that freelancer so, fear. Like, I, I always have it like and I'm making like great money and I'm mm. doing well and everything's fine but like I'll never be like I've made it it's amazing because I just think in our job as well constantly changing like trends like you're never fully you have to be on your toes 24-7 that's mad because I was going to ask you like was there a point when you kind of thought okay I've made it like that you almost impressed yourself you know was there a defining moment in your career there has been in fairness there has been a lot of defining moments where I've had to pinch myself and be like oh my god (laughs) am I actually here I'd say like the first one that I always remember is when I was in London and I started working for Charlotte and obviously I was obsessed with Charlotte like I was you know one of her biggest fans and followed all of her work Mm -hmm. and so even just to be like able to work for her and in the same room as her was incredible and then after a while of working for her you get to assist her on like Vogue editorials and the first Vogue editorial that I assisted her on was um, Mario Costino and Kate Moss for British Vogue and like I could like I was like walking by the styling room like like from the styling to like and Sam McKnight was doing the hair who is honestly the nicest human and so talented and 
you know, just when you follow Fashion Week and you see all of their work and then Kate Moss walks into the room and it's just like, I have to pinch myself. I have to say, I was like this. I even called my dad and he was like, my mom and dad were like, this is huge, you know. <laughs> like they even got it. <laughs> exactly. If they get it, then you know you've made it. They're not like, who? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, where are you? I'm like, you know, because I had the Mario Pacino and Kate Moss uh, coffee table book. And I had it and I gave it to my mom and dad for their house because I think I was traveling at the time. And then when I moved to London, they're like, no, we're keeping this here. We love it. You're not getting it back. You have to get a new one. <laughs> so they had been flicking through that and they loved Kate Moss. So it was like when I told them I was on a shoot with it, they couldn't believe it. Either could I. It was like, this is incredible. And also to watch her work mm. was she was amazing. She's an amazing model. Like yeah. she just it was next level. I was like, I can't believe I'm here. My God. And did you interact at all with her or is it very, was it very much like you just kind of had to be the yeah, assistant? Yeah, you can because, um, no, Charlotte's quite like, it was quite nice with Sister Charlotte because she does, like you are quite hands-on. Mm. Obviously she's there doing the makeup and you're helping, you're just handing the things and mm. making sure everything's clean and sorting out the kit. Um, and then, you know, but depending on what's going on, you might be there while she's doing touch-ups. And, you know, it's not like you can't speak or anything can be involved in the conversation. Mm. So you do get to interact. And she, Kate Moss is extremely friendly and really nice. And there yeah. was a very nice environment on set. So obviously you're not like, oh, so you don't ask them any questions or anything like that. But you're involved. Yeah. It's nice. You just yeah. know. Like, you know, a, a big part of being assisted as well is knowing how to be invisible yeah. and not asking any questions and kind of standing around the background. But also, you don't want to be that person who's just standing in the room. You have to sort of, it's like a balance of like being involved but not getting too involved. And it's also um, having a little I bit of an aura, you know, like having kind of a calming yeah. influence and exactly like knowing your place. I think that is just the most important advice to give anyone who assists, you know very hard to explain mm. like when I have assistants now mm. I try and say to them like and I try and explain it I'm sure I just confuse them yeah. I'm like you can just try not to be seen but obviously if we're all in the conversation join in but sometimes <laughs> the assistant will just kind of stand there staring and you're like no you can't just you have to be like I don't know how to explain this like you know it's just it's uncomfortable when someone's having their hair and makeup done and someone's just standing there staring at them the whole yeah. time like yeah. no matter if no, it's just weird. So you're trying to be like, you need to be in the background, but it's okay. If mm. someone speaks to you, obviously have a conversation with them, but just don't get in their personal space. <laughs> but do, so, but don't, but uh, do, but don't. <laughs> it's really difficult. It I'm is sure, difficult. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure I totally confuse them. I should just let them. But I've had a couple of assistants mm. who then ask pretty personal questions. And oh, you're God. like, oh, please don't oh, do God. that to them. Like, mm. you know. Yeah, because it's um, such a reflection on you I'll, as well. And I suppose... You know, when I met you first, you were assisting Paula Callan um, and you two were basically like bosom buddies for years. And you came as a as a pair and that was just amazing. How was your experience kind of starting out with Paula? You know, did you feel you kind of had... Like, I remember I did make a mistake. I was like on a shoot with Paula and it was my very first time and I made some comments and I can't remember what it was. But I think I said something like um, to the stylist, like something like, oh... Oh, I don't like those socks or something. Oh like, you know, like I just should not have said. And I'm sure the stylist was like, who do you think you are? But it was like, it just came out because obviously I have no filter. Yeah. I loved everything else. And we were, I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. I was just so excited to be there. I was way too vocal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if Paula had heard it, but the stylist said it to Paula, but Paula was so nice about it. But you have to learn through your mistakes. Mm. So I think it's something that I have to just let happen when I have people working with me because I try and like help them as much as possible. And yeah. actually that just doesn't work out. You need to just let the 
like it happen organically and as long as they're a good person it doesn't matter if they make mistakes you know yeah and I, like you said if they learn from it you know like we all can list the yeah. mistakes you know that we've made but we've definitely changed our behavior because of it or you know you, you've learned something from it yeah, yeah I remember when I was assisting and I decided to tell the photographer that I didn't think the angle was right and, oh, and like the whole crew just went <laughs> silent and like who is this person get her out of the room <laughs> So, you know, anyway. I do think a lot of that, like having the voice that I have, I do think it's made it um, got me where I am today mm-hmm. as well. Because, you know, for instance, if I go to do press with some of my clients for Nicole or whoever, Nicole is pretty chill, I have to say. She's probably one of the most easygoing people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have some other clients who sometimes they go in for their interviews, you know, when it's a press junket for a movie. Mm-hmm. And they'll be doing like five minute interviews, but they'll have like 50 people coming or 100 people mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. different journalists from all over the world. So it's gonna go out all it's gonna go out worldwide. If the lighting's not right, it's gonna be a lot of press where the lighting looks awful. Oh, so there is a lighting person in it. So the first thing I do is check the lighting and yeah. I have to be that bitch in the room is like the lighting's not right. And so I don't ever ask my clients, I don't ever say like, Oh, do you want me to check the lighting? I just check it and yeah. I'm the one who takes responsibility and I take if someone if I have to if someone's nasty to me, that's fine. Mm. But that's how it has to be done. Otherwise it's like they're going to look back on that and think the makeup was bad. Absolutely, you know? yes. So, yeah. And is that something that you he, learned through assisting or is it something that you just kind of copped yourself and were like, you know, I have to sort this out well, and kind of take ownership think, of it? I think I definitely learned it through more having a voice and being a little bit like ballsy yeah. about it was probably through Charlotte. Yeah. You know, because she would be like, if the lighting, like you have to get the lighting right for her and working for her as well. Mm-hmm. The lighting has to be incredible. So it was like, I just wanted to keep that standard as I left because you know at the end of the day it's reflection on your work yeah. and on them like we all take 100 selfies whatever we know what like a good angle a bad angle good lighting and bad lighting yeah. and every model will tell you every actor say no you know so they like they don't mind you being that person but it's awkward if you involve them you know mm. yeah absolutely has your style changed since you moved to LA um yeah I'd say it has changed I mean I feel my kind of staple was always like I love jeans I love like high-waisted jeans I, I think uh, just to describe it better would be like you know like Kate Moss mm. Rosie and Whiteley they're kind of like my style icons mm-hmm. and probably like back in like you know a couple of years ago it was very much like Isabel Moran little boots yeah. and cute high-waisted jeans and I haven't really moved on from that <laughs> I'm still obsessed with that and so when I got pregnant, it was just like, you just can't dress like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So for, even I tried to get maternity jeans. I think they're the most ugliest things that have ever been invented. They're absolutely horrendous. Horrendous. Mm. So I found, um, Spanx have these maternity leggings. Yes. I found yeah, them yeah. and I do them still with like little booties and cute little t-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but before I was pregnant living in, um, LA, I really, really missed because I lived in London for five years before mm. I came to LA. And when I got here, I just couldn't believe how bad the high street is here. Topshop isn't the same. Zara isn't the same. H&M is horrendous. Mm. Um, and then everything else is so expensive here. Yeah. So, like, even if you want to go to the Coupos, it's twice the price. Yeah. All things twice the price. Yeah. So where I would have stopped in... I would have gone to Selfridges and got everything, basically. I would have mm. went to All Saints, I went to Coupos. I would have picked some stuff up like in H&M and mix and match. And I loved High Street. Mm. And when I traveled around Europe, I'd always go in and get nice little bits. Um, so it kind of did, like you have to spend more money on clothes in America. Mm. The shopping just isn't really isn't the same, isn't it? Mad. Like it's you so can't really weird, go over to talks- shop. Yeah. 
if you want to go to like the best Gucci store, yeah, they yeah, have it here. Exactly. You know, if yeah. you want to, if if you want to, and, and I have picked up a couple of pieces along the way, which are great, but I really do. Like I just was in London and I was in Selfridges and me and my husband were about like, okay, let's like divide and conquer. Like we were so happy to be there because even like the smaller brands are in Selfridges as well. Like, you know, yeah. Um, so like, I think I've had a real struggle with my style since I've moved here, but I think that luckily the weather for like half now this year hasn't been great but usually the weather is so good that you can get away with a kind of a bit more casual beachy wear like mm. little dresses um and cute little trainers and stuff mm. so it's not it's, it's an easier place to dress for but you do miss your winter style you miss kind of wrapping up and having like really nice chic like high you know like or knee high boots they're like a long coat yeah you miss so the like seasons. christmas my style is always amazing yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I totally get that. Like if you're just living in a kind of a similar kind of mild climate, like it's you get pretty bored of wearing the same stuff all year round. Yeah. So it is nice to have that that like definite season. Yeah. You know, when you're on holidays for two weeks and you come home to Ireland, you put on your jeans and you're so happy to be in your jeans. You have that feeling like throughout the year. It's so annoying. And you just sometimes wear jeans anyway. And that's why you'll see like people who live here or celebrities who live here, you kind of see how they dress. They don't really dress like it's summer. They just kind of still dress for seasons and for fashion regardless of the weather. Obviously like not big jackets and stuff. Mm. But you'll see you'll see people in like high like, you know, like December everyone's in boots and you yeah. know, they dress kind of like you would think it was a bit colder, but it's absolutely roasting. But people are just sick of the of the like summer dresses. Mm. Yeah, it's so true. Well, it's pretty nice. I'm I'm kind of pretty jealous of you because our weather has been absolutely horrendous for the last forever, and it doesn't look like we're going to get much for summer. So not a bad complaint. In mm. fairness, I will say if this makes you feel any better, the weather has been horrendous uh, since January. No Even like every like and yeah, it's been overcast, and we had like a lot of rain, and the temperature is usually like it's about twenty degrees like less than it is but it's also totally overcast so it just feels like dull and cold weather yeah yeah Yeah, muggy weather but i think yeah yesterday was amazing so i think july august september is going to be like you're guaranteed to get that there's Mm. always a bit of june gloom yeah we kind of often talk about kind of our earliest fashion memories do you have anything that you can that springs to mind about like when you were younger with something either that you bought that was horrendous or, you know, even being a child that you wore that you remember feeling super cute or that yourself and Cassie might have worn. Oh, God, I have one top that I'm like, why did I buy that? I can't remember what brand it was from. It was like just a very, I thought the top was the best thing ever. It had like a patch of fur on one of the shoulders. And I remember people used to be like, you have a rodent on your shoulder when I walked around. It was like, you have dead, whatever it was. I thought it was so gorgeous and it was like this like really cute little top. And I remember even my family being like, oh, you're wearing that top again. I'd be like, yeah, so fabulous. <laughs> and I was like, oh, people are screaming, screaming at me in the street now. Maybe this isn't an amazing top. <laughs> uh, looking back, well, actually, when they were screaming at me in the street, I was like, what is wrong with them? The top is fabulous. <laughs> I had way too much confidence. <laughs> well, it's it served you very well. So quickly, are there any accessories that you love or that you can't live without? Um, I always, like, I'm a firm believer that makeup is the best accessory. And I think, like, having the power to be able to do your makeup and transform yourself and make yourself feel better and have more confidence is honestly, like, where I would spend my money if you're going to go down that road. Mm. Um 
you know, even like my mom sometimes if she sees me like, you know, back in the day and I'm hungover mm. and then I go I'm going out on a Sunday for, you know, lunch or whatever with my friends, she's like, Oh my god, you look so much better. How'd you do that? And I'm like, It's just loads of concealer and yeah. bronzer and you know, being able to turn yourself around. Yeah. Like there's nothing that will make you feel more beautiful. And it doesn't mean like it doesn't mean like having like a load of makeup on. Like there seems to be a trend at the moment everywhere where it's like too much makeup it's just knowing how to use the products yeah like half the time when i'm explaining to people like your concealer does this they're like oh i thought my concealer went first i'm like no your concealer is actually there to like conceal what the foundation doesn't because the foundation is mm-hmm. meant to look like skin and you know that the power of makeup is amazing what's the the one tip that you would give or what's the one piece of makeup that everyone should have um i would say like a really really good concealer is the best thing you can have well for me anyway Mm. and for how something that I couldn't live without like I mean if I didn't have the bronzer that I love I could quickly pick up a bronzer and boots and it wouldn't be a big deal you know so is there a brand it wouldn't be a big deal yeah play de poe is my favorite and I honestly they're about 80 dollars for a little concealer stick and they they last quite a long time Mm. they're worth every single penny Ireland needs to get them. I actually tagged Brian Thomas in a post and was like, please just get this. Like wow. for Ireland, it's the best thing ever because Bergdorf, I think, sells them. I don't even know if Selfridges has them. I only discovered them when I came to America. And honestly, like their foundations are incredible, but their concealers, I just, I can't do a makeup without them. And even if I don't have them, I'm like in my own handbag. I'm like, where's my concealer? <laughs> you know, it's, it, it makes your skin look like silk. Wow. Well, you've pretty awesome skin. And they're you? kind of, you can, yeah, but I swear, like, anybody could use these as well. Like, they're really, they're really good. Mm, they have a huge following over here. It's okay. not like they're a small brand. They just, yeah, for yeah. some reason, I think they're more like, um, they're in America and a couple other countries, but for some reason, they haven't, they're not huge in Europe. I don't know why. Is it an American um, brand? I don't know. Clay de Poe. It's either, Clay like, I thought maybe it was either French or yeah, Japanese. Yeah. Interesting. It Let's might be Japanese. But and- this is I, I should know that, but cut that bit out. Yeah, we'll cut that out. yeah, you sound like an expert. <laughs> and lastly, um, apart from you being due your first baby in October, what is next for Kate Sinnott? God, I don't know. I mean, hopefully lots of things. I think what I'm doing at the moment, um, July is going to be a little bit quieter. It always is. Mm. Um, I'm going to do some content and finally start doing some like tutorials on myself, wow. which I've been putting off for years. My God, just, they are going to be amazing. Why. I'm going to be addicted to Instagram even more than I, I am I don't know if you'll be addicted. Um, Kate, <laughs> it's been so amazing to talk to you. And it's just, I'm so sad. It's been so long since we've actually spoken face to face. And I can't wait to give you a hug and um, hear your news about your baba. You too. Have a lovely day. Bye. You too. Bye. This episode of Smart Casual was brought to you in collaboration with Kildare Village. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify.